0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Listen Up. I am your host, Mr. I. Remember that if there is something you'd like me to talk about, please send a request and I will talk about it. You can find the request form on the podcast for the website. That's bit.ly slash l-u-w-m-i. One more time, b-i-t dot l-y slash l-u-w-m-i. Over on the website, you will find the request form. Uh, You'll find all the episodes of the podcast. You'll find links to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, other places you can find the podcast. There is also a link to the Twitter account for the podcast, or you can just find it on Twitter at ListenUpWithMrI. Follow on Twitter, and you will learn a little bit of history every day. You can also send requests over on Twitter, So, it is Christmas, and I know there is another Christmas episode, um, episode 42, so go have a listen to that if you want to hear some differences between Christmas in the U.S. and Japan. But today, I would like to talk about some Christmas traditions in my family. So, my grandfather was from Sweden, and he moved to the U.S. when he was about 20 years old. And my father, so my my grandfather's son, really identified with that side of the family, with the Swedish side. So we have a lot of Swedish traditions that we followed at Christmas time. Now the biggest was Christmas dinner. Growing up, we often had Christmas dinner at my aunt's house, and we always had a very Swedish dinner. We had Swedish meatballs and mashed potatoes, uh, very much like the kinds of, mash, of meatballs and potatoes that you can get at Ikea. We also often had pickled herring, um, which in Japanese, nishinzuke. But it's not like Japanese nishinzuke. It's a very different style. Um, so we would have pickled herring on kanakabrud. And kanakabrud is a type of hard bread. It's really a cracker. And so, Swedish food was a major part of the Christmas experience for me. And even now, here in Japan, my family has tried to continue these traditions as much as we can. So, my my wife, who is Japanese, she really enjoys Swedish foods and other elements of Swedish culture. So, she has really helped to continue these traditions. Um, She's learned to make a lot of different Swedish foods and... Yeah, of course it really helps that there is an IKEA here in Sendai so we can get lots of Swedish things like uh, Swedish-styled pickled herring, knackabud, those sorts of things, so we can have our Swedish Christmas. But back to my childhood. Our Christmas decorations also had a very Swedish flavor to them. Um, We always had angel chimes and Jurtomta and Jurbok around. Now, angel chimes, they're a type of decoration that's very common in Swedish Christmas. And So you have candles down at the base and a little propeller up at the top that spins when the candles are lit. And when the propeller spins it turns some angels down below and they ring bells, there's two little bells on the side and you can often find these angel chimes at Ikea um, actually. We have some in my house. But growing up, we always had these, and the sound of those angel chimes, those bells, it's a very natskashi sound for me. It sounds like Christmas to me. And so yeah, that was a big that's a major Christmas decoration. Umta um, is a Christmas gnome, a Christmas elf um, it's kind of the Swedish version of Santa it's not exactly the same but the jultomta does some of the same things that Santa does and the Jullbok is a Christmas goat if you look up Christmas goat on the internet you'll find information it's a big thing in Swedish, uh, in northern European uh, Christmas celebrations and in our house here in Japan we have yuletomta, we have Yurubok, we have Chris Angel chimes, uh, we have all these decorations here for Christmas. And I guess that is an important thing for me raising my daughter. I want her to experience all the traditions both of her Japanese heritage and her US and European heritage. So we have a lot of elements of Christmas from my childhood in the house. So I know even though fried chicken, Christmas cake, that's a Japanese tradition, we don't do those for Christmas, really. We do an American and Swedish-style Christmas. And then we do a more Japanese-style New Year. Well, as much as we can. Um, It's more a Hokkaido-style New Year. Uh, It's not the same as a Honshu New Year. At least, that's what I have heard. I can't really say a whole lot about that. Um, Because these things, these are things that you really learn from your family more than anywhere else. So I only really have my wife's family for reference, and they are from Hokkaido, so that is the New Year's that I know. And I'm going to stop the episode there, keep it a short one. It's the holidays. I don't want to work all that much either. I hope um, you aren't working too hard. I hope that you have a nice winter break, a Merry Christmas to you if you are doing anything for that, and a Happy New Year's to all of you. Uh, I hope you are able to enjoy time with your family, uh, even if it's not your full family because of the coronavirus. Please, everyone, have a enjoyable but safe New Year's. Please remember that you can make requests or suggestions for the episode on the podcast website or you can send me an email if you're a student of mine you know my email you can send requests on Twitter at Listen Up with Mr. I. you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts probably some other places uh, but that's all and I will see you all next time bye